You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. everybody. Welcome to the Lynx Podcast. This is Becky Blue. I am honored again to be sitting in Pastor John's chair. Um, and this is a special day for me because I've got a good friend, a good friend and a good neighbor, which completely fits the theme of the Lynx Podcast. So I'm excited for all of you to meet a man who lives in my neighborhood with his lovely wife and daughter And he has a great story about how he landed in Brandon, South Dakota. And so we're going to hear about that for sure. But he's also done some wonderful outreach work in the Minnehaha County area, Sioux Falls, and uh, is engaged with uh, things of a volunteer sort, of course, in Brandon, like many of us are. But he's also an author and has a really intriguing new book. So we'll get to that as well. So anyway, without further ado, I want you to meet my friend and neighbor, Bill Early. Becky, great to see you. Good to see you. I'm surprised we didn't carpool over here. I know. Sorry, I told him I had to get my hair done afterwards. (laughs) There you go. And if uh, for those of you just listening, uh, I can just describe, I have flowing curly locks. (laughs) Let's go with that today. Let's go with that. Okay. Um, So, Bill, I told this story many times when you're not even in the room, because I love the story so much of how you and your family ended up in South Dakota, and specifically Brandon. So, if you would share that, that'd be awesome. Sure. First of all, thanks for having me on this morning, and I really appreciate this opportunity to um, to talk to our neighbors, mm-hmm. our, our greater neighbors and our, and our wonderful community. And I say wonderful community, and I mean that most sincerely. Because my wife and I, native San Diegans, both born and raised there, went to high school there. She went to uh, UCSD. I went to the other SDSU. And, um, and you know, we, we really had a wonderful life and existence there, comma, until ellipse, dot, dot, dot. Yes. Uh, my, our daughter turned six. We're older parents. Our daughter turned six, and we realized, you know, I was spending a lot of time on airplanes, going to and from Washington D.C., Sacramento. Um, my professional career was quite demanding, and um, and it just wasn't the life that we wanted. Plus, in in a number of ways, we felt that as much as we love our friends and family back in California, the life there became hard in ways that we just felt it wasn't healthy for us or for our family. And so we actually, um, we sat down, we had, uh, we each had uh, three by five cards. We were each given five, three by five cards and we sat down and we made criteria and we did a nationwide search. Where were we going to land as a family? And so we did our research and then we sat down at Liberty Station at this lovely Italian restaurant and um, just had a wonderful evening of conversation and goal setting and just really being thoughtful about our approach. And we would play the cards back and forth in terms of why this community, why that community. And then we narrowed it down and we decided to go on um, really community interviews. So we went to go visit communities and... And we got here to the Sioux Falls area and particularly um, with with an eye towards the Brandon Valley School District, which of course, as you know, Becky, having had 
some kiddos go through that mm-hmm. district and they're all wonderfully successful and just good people. Uh, we focused on that. And 126, here we are. We, we are pre-COVID refugees into the region and really came here with the idea of just embracing and leaning into the community, but not changing it because it was wonderful before we got here. And we just want to be part of, of that. So not here to change things, not here to California eyes, if I can just <laughs> completely butcher the language that way, but just be part of our wonderful community. And, um, and we don't look back and we've been back a couple of times, but you know, this is home. When we get on a plane coming back here, we're happy to be headed home. That's so great. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that's what we want for the people who come in, that they become part of the community. So what, is it, what does it mean for you or what does it look like for you to be part of the Brandon community? Great question. So when we first got here, I was on a listening and learning tour, meeting with various different people throughout the community and just trying to understand. I mean, I, I was retired. I have failed miserably at retirement, by the way, a couple of times. But And just uh, for the, our listeners, what's your professional background? So I'm a lawyer, went to Georgetown Law School, was with a very big um, law firm out of Southern California and was a partner in that firm. And was always involved in the community, and then we that firm uh, merged a couple of times, and now my former partners are part of what is now called Denton's, which is the largest law firm in the world, including with 3,000 Chinese lawyers. My Mandarin is not so good, so <laughs> I figured it was time for me to jettison out of there. And um, so then I got into nonprofit um, executive leadership um, and was regional CEO of the Red Cross, and then um, was recruited away to work for Gary and Mary West, their billionaire philanthropists out of Omaha. There's something about Omaha that just breeds all these billionaires, right? I guess, you know, I Buffett agree. and the West and working on successful aging for our nation seniors. And that was the time when we, we lived 10 miles away from my office. By the way, for you golf fans, and I know there are a bunch in this region, my office at Gary and Mary West at the West Health, West Health Institute overlooked the 10th green on Torrey South. Wow. So uh, gave that up to come here. So um, I know Did you see Tiger walk by a few times? I have seen insane galleries walking by. (laughs) Yeah. And usually it's like, oh, Tiger must be out there. But yeah. So anyway, um, but, you know, we've always, as a family, we have always felt that um, community service is critically important and also raising our daughter, I mean, she is very blessed as as we are. And so we think that it's important for her to see how her mom and dad are as it relates to community and to um, considering the fact that there are others that we can we can help in many different ways. So, um, you know, as COVID was going on, uh, Mayor Ten Haken reached out to me and asked me to take a look at um, a startup that was going on in downtown and that was um, our community triage center called The Link. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the last year and a half, I've been the executive director of The Link and I just I just walked away from that a couple few days ago. Uh, actually, it was last week. Uh, my contract expired there um, and, and that is going famously well and working very closely with some of our partners in that transition, which is the right thing. Um, and also I serve, um, so that was great. And, you know, we can get into that as much as you want, but just the need around sobering withdrawal management, um, mental and behavioral health crises, huge, huge need, um, 
in our community, our community is special in many ways. Unfortunately, we we cannot avoid the reality of of what those needs are, and I think we're addressing those uh, and devoting resources and and talent towards those. Um, and also, I serve on the board of the Brandon Tennis Association. Yeah. That's somebody that I know sitting across from me <laughs> talked <laughs> me into that. And I love that, um, having been a lifelong tennis player. And now my daughter is a several-time Linksville participant and wants to now teach yeah. <laughs> the summer program. Evie's in it for the long haul. We she love it. Is. We're she gonna is. We're going to be cheering her on when she's planned for the links on the big courts and yeah it'll be great anyway so um you know we're just we're just happy to be here and happy to serve and i think that that's mm-hmm. kind of just how how our approach is mm-hmm. just speaking about evie for a second how sure. old is she now so our daughter is 10 is a 10. fourth grader so when you think about evie and i'm guessing you are here for the long haul what are your dreams for her not just from a community standpoint but even her larger worldview and yeah, really great question, Becky. As a parent, you are very aware that that um, you want your child to be as safe and protected as much as possible. But at the same time, you know they can't they can't um, pull themselves out of the world. They need to be, um, you know, in in the world. Maybe not necessarily as we like to say of the world, mm-hmm. but she's definitely in the world. And I think that she. I mean, she's just a bright light for things that are good. And let me just share it since we're here at Celebrate um, and and engage in this podcast here, I will share a story I think that some of the, the viewers and listeners will appreciate. One day she was saying something and I couldn't quite hear, must be my advanced age. I think my ears were um, not really picking up on what she said. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, honey, what did you say? What did you say? And she said, dad, that's okay. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to God, Aww. and I thought, okay. Um, so I think, I think for us, for for Ginger, her mom, and I, we feel that the, some of the best things that we can do for our daughter is to expose her to what is good, what uh, what brings goodness and light, and um, and a strong foundation for her future. She is a child, I believe, that can really do anything. She currently informs me that she wants to be a, a vet and has already determined that one of our vacations, we need to go to Ithaca, New York, because that is the home of Cornell University, the number one vet school in the nation. Of course, I look at that, and the next thing I look at is not like MapQuest on how to get to Cornell, but instead, okay, what's the tuition? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. She is definitely a bright light, and she's a bright light in my family's life as well. Thank you. So let's pivot a little bit. Uh, something we definitely have in common is we have both recently written a book. So what are the chances that people who live <laughs> like block away in rural South Dakota have both written a book? Uh, yours, as opposed to mine being nonfiction, you are fiction, and but almost a little too real, maybe. So tell us about the book and what made you write it. Thank you. You know... Um... The book is called The Coin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold it up. I don't know thank if you, you can see it here. Let's the both coin. hold it up. There we go. It's The Coin. Um, my publisher is Salem, uh, so Salem Media, and they, of course, are a large Christian uh, congl- media conglomerate. Um, yeah, The Coin, in a nutshell, it's a work of dystopian political fiction 
Um, and it is in a post-World War III world where China and her proxies reign supreme. Freedom-seeking patriots are being hunted while the holder of the coin maintains the ultimate power of life or death. So just kind of your light reading, <laughs> pre-going-to-bed kind of stuff. And Yeah, well, we've had it at our house, and I'll be honest, I haven't got through the whole thing yet, but my husband, who reads that, I mean, talk about that genre, like if somebody's reading sure. uh, other so, similar authors. So I would say, you know, I mean, clearly, uh, you know, the coin gives a, a, a nod to George Orwell yes. and 1984 and, you know, uh, Bradbury and others, um, you know, Fahrenheit and all, you know, Atwood and some of the others who have had great success. And, um, and I wrote this, okay, so here's, again, the reality, and it gives you maybe an insight into what goes on at my house. So I had about a dozen different creative projects that I had on a list and some brief discussion about them. And I gave them to my wife, Ginger, whom you know very well. Mm-hmm. I said, um, hey, do you mind taking a look at this? Tell me what are your top three or maybe even your top one? What, you know, what do you think I should be working on? And this was as COVID was hitting mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, I'm retired. Time for me to settle down, have the Labrador Retriever sitting there with the fireplace going kind of Norman Rockwell-esque kind yes. of author existence. And, and, um, and she immediately picked the coin. Mm-hmm. And frankly, it wasn't even in my top three that I wanted to work on originally, um, at least out of the shoot. And I said, well, why, why this one? And she was just adamant about it. She was timeliness, mm-hmm. timeliness. And so I wrote this in early 2021, and now we're in early 2022. And just putting it in context of kind of world events, just this past week, we had, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the Chinese spy balloon mm-hmm. go floating, you know, kind of meandering around through the United yeah, States. Came right over South Dakota. Yeah, wasn't really meandering, in my opinion. I kind of knew where it was going. But um, anyway, so, so the coin really is a think piece. And it's designed to get people to think around what are the decisions and what are we prioritizing now and how that might lead to a future that might not be so bright. And you mentioned, you know, where I had mentioned your children who are wildly successful and, and you know, my daughter being young and, and hopefully we can leave a world for them that, um, that still has the level of freedom that we have enjoyed, mm-hmm. Becky. Absolutely. And um, and I'm I'm concerned about that. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, so this is this is my uh, my first novel. Like everyone from California, I wrote a couple of movie scripts because you never know <laughs> when you're gonna run into a movie producer, you just pull it out of your back exactly. pocket. Hey, here's my movie script. But this is my first effort at um, at writing a novel. Um, there's also a Christian angle to it. Um, and I and I really market it more as a dystopian political thriller, but there definitely is a Christian angle to it. Um, so I hope people will give it a read. And how is the best uh, way for people to get it? So a uh, lot of different ways. I mean, first of all, if they're here locally, um, you know, I've I've had some book signings, and you know, they can follow me on social media either on Facebook or on Twitter. And my Twitter handle is at Bill Early SD which of course worked either in San Diego or South Dakota, (laughs) right? Um, And then they can also go to my author website, which is W-T-Early, E-A-R-L-E-Y 
early.com, W-T-Early.com, and they can go there. So it's available through Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, I have a few books at my house. Sure. You have a few books too? Oh, yeah. Turning? Boxes. Beautiful. By the way, for those people who don't know, and I'm just going to turn flip the tables on you just a little bit, but you blessed me with the opportunity to read Turning before it came out. And yeah. I just was thrilled uh, about just, um, especially having been in the aging space. And I know that you professionally um, you know, have been in that space as well. I would just commend people who, who really want to better understand that next chapter in life and to go through it. And f- frankly, I think from either a, a, a Bible study or um, you know, a book club, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful book juxtaposed against my you know, <laughs> light and um, airy <laughs> treatment of our dystopian, potential dystopian future. So, well, and I was just going to say, I think uh, your book is a great conversation piece as well, even though it's a, a novel. And so it would be fantastic if there were a group that wanted to get together either at a church or coffee shop or whatever and uh, read your book together. And then the kind of you know, social political discussions that could arise out of that would be super rich. Thank you. You know, and uh, I'm I'm guessing we'll probably have to wrap pretty soon, but I I really, I was a bit pleasantly surprised that uh, some some folks that I that I respect very much that don't necessarily share my political views, but mm-hmm. I don't pick my friends and certainly you know pick your family members based on their political views. Um, but I was I was pleasantly surprised that some people who didn't necessarily share my view of things appreciated this book and actually reviewed it very favorably and because we all agree no matter what political background or what our values are in some ways we all agree this is a future we don't want exactly so um whatever we can do to avoid it but in order to avoid it you need to understand well what are we trying to avoid we need to not to to go back to what we said a few minutes ago we need to not meander our way around we need to be very thoughtful about where we're going and um, and love our neighbors and love our neighbors, yeah. love your neighbor, links. Absolutely, love yeah. your neighbor. And I think there's two more books in this series coming out. They are. So currently working on The Coin 2, uh, people ask me, well, do you have an idea? Do you have an outline? I was like, I have an outline. I also have a story for the first outline for the first book. Took it with me hunting into the Black Hills, left it at the Custer Lodge out there, and never to be seen again. So I just, I just banged out this first one. I actually wrote it. I mean, the the key, just like in everything, it's it's the editing. And one other thing, as a lawyer, you know, you write, you write a lot, but you don't write like this. Mm-hmm. Well, some lawyers, I should say, write fiction, but yeah, um, right. usually those get thrown out of court. <laughs> um, but. But you know, you you write. One good thing about this as a lawyer is I didn't have to worry about the right or wrong answer. I this is my world. I get to create it the way I see it. And and again, in all seriousness, hopefully creating discussion. That's the purpose of this, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not I'm not in the prediction business, um, but I'm in the business of wanting people to understand if we don't if we don't do things. Uh, more thoughtfully, perhaps, or if we can't find a way to come together, we seem to find a way to snipe at each other a lot. We need to bring a lot more love to the table. Uh, we need to bring a lot more um, patience, mm-hmm. understanding. However, we need to stand strong. 
I mean, they're in some cases really. I mean, we need to stand strong around what is good and what is righteous and what is not. Thank you. I would agree. And the, and just before we close, remind what age do you think might this be appropriate for? So, uh, so definitely high school and above. Good. Uh, mm-hmm. However, I will tell you, I am reading it with my ten-year-old. She mm-hmm. says she claims it's her favorite book from her favorite author. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Becky. <laughs> I know. Okay. I know yours is. It's got to be second, yeah, um, yeah. but I am her dad. Um, but we're reading it. She's 10. Mm-hmm. So we're reading it together. There's, there are no, there's no bad language. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no sex involved in this. Sorry, people who want that. There are other authors <laughs> that they handle that plenty. But um, there's no need for that. I mean, right. there's, there's, there's enough going on. And I wrote it the way I like to read, and that is quick, hard-hitting uh, chapters that kind of move you along the story and there is a, a, a very significant Sioux land, if I may borrow that phrase, Sioux mm-hmm. land presence in the book, but it's also international in scope. I've traveled internationally quite a bit, mm-hmm. including into China and other places. So yeah. um, hopefully people will give it a read and, and um, give it a review and, and hopefully along the way might have some good discussions and, and enjoy the, the yeah. journey. Exactly. I mean, this book is a gift, and anytime you can get people talking amongst each other about important topics, it's really valuable. So, as this time with you was, I always learn something new when I talk to you. So, thanks, Bill, so much. And thanks to all our listeners. And pick up a copy of the coin and be sure to share the Links podcast with your neighbors. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!